y'all ready for this? Do the thing. Pick one. Jesus Christ. Oh, sorry. There you go. Now pick one. All you crazy cats and kittens out there in pod personal land, welcome back to Tice Before Con. I am your host, Sean Nasty. Joining me as always is Eric, the wheel man, a wheeler. Please clap. <laughs> I'd like to throw it over to Joey. Joey, we got something in our glasses right now. Can What's you, that? Can you read to the listener what we yeah. got in here? Also the- joining us is Joseph Buckingham. We know. Hi. <laughs> Hi, everyone. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Eric brought coffee Marion, blackberry, blueberry, raspberry mead fermented with hey, coffee. Sean, you want to share with the listeners my my famous catchphrase when I came in the door with the drink? It's got everything I need? No. I said, show me the money. Oh, oh I, I didn't like, even catch that. I yeah. like Eric's slightly better, but Sean's pretty good. Well, Sean's I forgot. I already forgot it. I forgot it too. But, oh, it's got everything I need. But... Is that a catchphrase? It's sort of a be. phrase. It's <sighs> no, it's not a catchphrase. I got a catchphrase for you guys. I just assumed you said show me the money when you walked in the door. And I was just like, I don't know. I really thought he emphasized the AD mead. Yeah. Yeah, you did. But yeah. Hey, I got a catchphrase but for you. But out of context, like with, if you're not holding the bottle in my face, I was that, trying to. Well, yeah, but I wasn't paying attention. I don't like pay attention to you. You're obsessed with me. <laughs> I think that's fair. I got a catchphrase for you. Finally, if I can spit it out. Mm. Babu Freak. Really? That's his catchphrase? Babu Freak. Oh, is that the little Star Wars gay? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Someone uh, was saying on the Twitters that Babu Freak is the only um, cultural uh, acknowledgement of Star Wars Episode Nine. Otherwise, you would have no idea that it happened. It's already oh. it already came and went. The only it's thing that the remains, lasting image. Yeah. yeah, really. The only cultural detritus left behind by Rise of Skywalker is Babu Frick. The the little hair dryer droid yeah. is just so forgettable. No. Like, oh yeah, I don't like the sex abuse droid. I didn't no. think that was cool. Oh yeah, because it's like don't touch me. Yeah, it's true. Which, it was definitely I mean, that's what I. Yeah, it was. Well, what's funny about that? It's yeah, not, no. it's not funny. It's, yeah. All right, so anyway, we're about to watch Rambo 2008. Uh, glasses up, glasses up. <clears throat> Meads up. Gentlemen. Meed up. To evil. To evil and vanquishing it. Mm. All right, hit play, hit play. Come on. We're going to have all night. All right, uh, for all the peoples out there, we're going to go ahead and uh, uh, queue up 2008's Rambo. There is no number. It is just Rambo, but it is technically the fourth in the series. Yeah, so it goes First Blood, First Blood Part 2, Rambo 3. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It's First Blood, Rambo, First Blood Part 2, mm-hmm. Rambo 3, Rambo. Mm-hmm. And then what's the last one? Is it Ram- Last Blood. Rambo, Last Blood. No, just Last oh, Blood. Just no last Rambo. Blood. <laughs> really? Fucking, I like Seems that. like that's, again, you're, you got to... Pitching you a softball there. Just put Rambo in the title. That's what people are going to say at the window. They're going to say Rambo. Last blood. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and uh, try and queue up uh, the beginning of this movie. You're going to look for the millennium credit. And 
right after that. Oh God, I went too far already. I'm Uh-oh. fucking everything up. Well, this, he's he's close. Yeah. He, he's almost there. We'll have to give him a little so, more time here. Really? Don't start your movie just yet. Yeah. So you know those don't let us catch tell up. you. We're what going to do. through the keyhole. We just opened the Lions Gate. Uh, we're coming on up to the next fucking uh, little. What's the what is it's it? A logo. Alibaba. This is the oh, millennial. millennial. Logo. Yeah. So. There we go. So I have just paused at the end of millennium being spelled out. So once you see millennium completely on your screen, go ahead and hit the pause button and we'll do a three, two, one countdown. And Rambo. we will begin this 2008 walkthrough together. Complete. Yes. Are you all ready for this? In three, Half two, speed. one, and play. So yeah, Rambo. All right. I'm excited for this, guys. Yeah. Sean, I'm the, the way we have it set up, I'm facing towards Sean and Joey. Mm-hmm. So I have a little monitor I'm looking at. Was that 18 inches? <laughs> <laughs> it's like 26. But yeah, I feel like I'm like, at a barbershop. It's really tough. 55, yeah. so it's or I feel like I'm waiting for my uh, you know car to be serviced. You can turn right, your around. Okay, we're in Burma. All right, we got a little montage here. Have you guys seen this movie, either one of you? Not in forever. So the answer is yes, you've seen it. Yeah. Joey? I have not seen a single Rambo film. What? This is wrong. This this is very interesting. This is your first one. Yeah. This is one of the good ones. This is also like a harsh intro. This is also, unless I'm mistaken, the only one directed by the man, the myth, the legend. Really? I yes. thought he did like all of them. Nope. Did unlike he write the, them all? Unlike the Rocky series. Yeah. Uh-huh. He he uh, co-wrote all of them. Uh, but all of his dialogues in this movie is just like, uh, I'm dying. Well, Send them body bags. He, uh... <laughs> I think he wrote the monologue at the end of the first one. I mean, I'm not saying he's a bad writer. He, Rocky was good. But, like, you know, I'm just saying this one wasn't a whole lot of... Uh, uh, first Blood's... Well, you know, First Blood's based on a novel. Yeah, yeah. Um, but from what I understand, the changes they made to the screenplay are better than the novel. Oh, uh, right on. John Rambo. Really? Yeah, is that the title? What is up with no, that? No, the title is Rambo. This, maybe this is one of those weird things like I Heard You Paint Houses where it's like a different title on there. <laughs> oh, this. Wait, I Heard You Paint Houses? The Irishman. Oh, is that a thing? So he calls it, the title card in the movie is I Heard You Paint Houses. Oh. And then like later on, it's sort of tacked on the Irishman. Wow. Oh. But that's the ti- I, that seems to be the one creative demand uh, Netflix has was they said, okay, it can oh, be 200 million. It can be three and a half hours long. Uh, you can de-age these people, but you have to call the Irishman. And he was like, eh, maybe. So gotcha. he, he puts it in there, but the yeah, big yeah, title yeah. card is something else. Copy anyway, that. so we're in Burma. Sloan's wearing this horrible wig. Really? I think it's okay. Well, The, the headband kind of covers it. Yes, the headband's doing a lot of work. What, what is he collecting cobras? I think he's just ridding them of cobras. No, he's collecting them. Oh, really? Is he like a snake handler? Like a, a Pentecostal thing? He's like a just geek grab the fucking the old carnival. Yeah, he's just gonna bite the head off of it. I feel like the what? plastic surgery here doesn't look too too terrible. He could still kind of uh, move his face, which for uh, an actor is pretty important. We haven't seen a close up yet. I don't know. You'll he see. Was, he it's was all looking right. pretty plastic already, man. This is well. This is twelve years ago. It's gotten way, 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 yeah, way yeah, worse. The new one is horrible. I mean, he can't even like. He's like he a fucking open down his now. mouth. Yeah, exactly. Are these real? The, I'm, I'm sure what? they're real, but they're probably like Damn, look at his fit. This shit goes crazy. I feel like in the Trump era, they're bringing back the baggy look. <laughs> if you look at that. 
I like the baggy. He fit in. No. He could be, you know, uh, Deputy uh, Secretary of Defense with that look. Man, I, I bought some new pants the other day. Those fuckers were baggy as shit. And like, they're the same ones I always buy. Uh-huh. I, I think you're right there, man. They're fucking with shit for a while. Getting baggier? Ma- yeah, yeah. Well, again, thank Cycles. King Bozo for that. Fucking King Bozo. We're going to have to dig out my jankles. Jankos? Jankos. 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 Jankos are for women. Jankos song for Jankos cats. Yes, oh, Jesus cats. Christ. Did you see it? Oh, yeah. Oh, I had my a great God. time. I had a terrific time. Oh. If, I What's think he, if I had what, wait, wait, known what it was You guys want to play with it? You want I should play with this cobra? Not cobra. Sorry, that's offensive to cobras. <laughs> it's not a toy. It's not a toy. It's not a cobra. It's not a... I wish I knew a snake that grind with tumor. <laughs> I don't know enough snakes either. Copperhead. Uh, someone's debating the veracity of uh, a statement. It's not a rumor. Mm. See, this is how you go fishing. Now Fuck look, him. look, I just want to point out to the makers of Last Blood, he's firing uh, an arrow early in the movie. That From way you know he's Rambo. Yeah. Okay. And he's got long hair. Okay. Bow and arrow, a long hair. That's Rambo. Okay. Mm-hmm. And That's the bandana. You, when you give him the short hair... And you don't give him a, a bow and arrow. He you don't know bow. who he is. He got a bow at some point. Yeah, at the very end. True. Yeah. Again, fucking Liam Neeson ripoff is what that is. True. Now this, again, I find this movie very interesting in a lot of ways. I think it was A.O. Scott of the New York Times who called this a blockheaded version of uh, Unforgiven, which is exactly what it is. What's an A.O. Scott? He's a uh Oh, it's a Weinstein critic. <laughs> wow. I would imagine he wasn't too involved in this production. This is a long ass credit sequence. Is that because there's no women on this? There's one woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a pretty brutal movie. Uh, so anyway, so I find this interesting because the first one, he's come back from the war. He's in like Oregon, Pacific Northwest, you know, man out of, out of place at a time. And he doesn't belong in Vietnam, doesn't belong in America anymore. Second one, he goes back to Vietnam Sort of like this, you know, the, the line at the beginning is, do we get to win this time? One man wrecking crew. But he's not at home. And well, number two is when he's going to get his buddies from yeah, the he goes back enemy lines. to yeah. make things right. But he's yeah. not going home. He's going to rescue people. Yeah. Comes home and again, he's just like. That's the one I'm most there. familiar with. Oh, that's the one most people are familiar with. That's the cultural phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Third one's Afghanistan. It's just sort of like a him in like an action adventure directed mm-hmm. by the Highlander guy. Right. On. Huh. It's a more, it's like, again, it, it erases the specificity of Rambo and just turns him into a He-Man character hmm. which is not obviously the most interesting aspect of the character Yeah, and this is him going basically he's in Burma so he's rejected America he's living abroad he's an expat what the rest of the world calls an immigrant <laughs> um, so I, I think that's an interesting premise to start from yeah yeah Look, it's as interesting as Rambo's going to get. Yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah. It's, it's, it's always good when he's kind of on the down and out. Has to make a sure. comeback. Well, but that's how Rambo's never really up. And the last, the newest one starts with him kind of up. He's like, you know, chilling Again, with his family. Not a, <laughs> it's not even like a real Rambo movie. Yeah, it's like one of those deals where they like found some book and just tacked Rambo's name on it. Absolutely, like a real the, Joker uh, situation. Joker. Yeah, I was going to say uh, Die Hards, but. See, and look, this, Sean, you've seen the new one. So this is like an actual performance. He's playing a real character. And the new one, he's just playing basically 
Stallone. Yeah. Just trying to squeeze these lines out of his face. <laughs> and then at the very end, you're like, oh, yeah, I guess that's Rambo. They keep telling the strained Botox. Yeah. <laughs> But if you see the the first and the second ones especially, he's it's a it's a character, it's a recognizable character. Yeah, taciturn, but you could recognize in three seconds you're gonna recognize Rambo as opposed to Rocky. Mm. Again, I can't stress the long hair enough. <laughs> yeah, how are they really that? T- <laughs> well, Rambo, I'm sorry, Rocky doesn't shut up. <laughs> Rocky's true. loquacious. Yeah. Right? Oh, I see. He's rambling. He's friendly. He's happy. His face is very open. You see, when he puts his glasses on, he's Clark Kent. But when he yeah. takes his glasses off, Rambo, his face is completely closed except for his eyes, the big <laughs> Stallone eyes. They're wide open like a cat, right? Oh, yeah, this is uh, not Robert Duvall asking him to. Robert Take him Duvall. up the river. Do you know think he kind of looks like Robert Duvall? No. Bald. All bald men look the same. He's not really yeah, he's bald. He's not bald. He's just... Look at him. It's, it's just a really there. cut shot. No, no, no. Like, no, 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 no. Wait till the, we go to the white. The he's I think bald. he's got something on top. No. Are you, are you an anti-baldist? What are you getting yeah, against hair loss? Just because uh, you're a fluffy... It's the, yeah, look at that. Dude, that's it's not... The that's only uh, balding. He's got a little flesh yarmulke. Come on. Anti-bald is the only acceptable form of eugenics. This guy's got way more hair than I do. This is not the baseline, Sean. That's <laughs> really my baseline for everything. So that's the one hotness in the movie. Is she oh, going to hook up with Rambo? No. Again, to this movie's credit, other than the second movie, there's no love interest in Rambo. Wow. And the last one. There's a love interest in the last one? You don't one? think he was banging the old lady? Man, how confusing <laughs> was that? I think I told you this, but like, uh, I guess he went on... Jimmy Fallon or something the weekend it opened and he was mm. explaining the backstory about how at the end of this movie spoiler he goes home um, <laughs> but his parents have passed away and they've given the house to like the Mexican caretaker mm. and then her and her family live there now this is not no. addressed in the movie never he's just living there with this uh, you know Mexican family and you're like great but like what is your relationship to we, them yeah we you're not sure if it's the if he and he's married like very, to her yeah, or if he's like paternal with the teenage girl but mm-hmm. you're like are you the dad mm-hmm. did you adopt her what is your relationship to these people and then you have no idea if the old lady is the mother or the They're, grandmother I mean or the... in the bad old days they'd have some shitty ADR line mm-hmm. that explains it they don't even bother with that <laughs> nope figured <laughs> <laughs> out a truly insulting experience too lazy for ADR yeah well, it's like having to play uh, fucking Fortnite to find out about fucking Palpatine storylines. So funny. <laughs> it's the stupidest story I've ever heard. Well, and I was reading about how all that. So sorry to go into Star Wars again, but the Palpatine thing, from everything I've read, was a late addition. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was not originally. He was not supposed to be in it at all. Nope. Yeah. The stupid fucking dyad thing between the two leads was also, I guess at one point they built the movie around that and then cut it all out and then added it in the end. Yeah, the entire movie has been gutted and restructured 30 times. I have like, a question. Do you know if there any was any Colin Trevorrow stuff in there left before J.J. So. Abrams took over? All he said is that Palpatine was not part of his thing. And he, but why did they decide to add him in? Because they had to have a big bad, I guess. They just need, oh, we don't have a bad guy at the last they second. No story. <sighs> Idiots. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, I really admire. Well, we'll stop talking about Star Wars after this. But I admire J.J. Abrams for bringing on Chris Terrio. Holy Damn. shit! Yeah, this movie is fucking rips, dude. So he, uh, this just is blew insane. Up on oh my with, god! Wow. That was. Oh, that's nothing. You that guys just are in for a treat, though. No, people are uh, really treated like meat bags in this film. Oh my god! Yeah, this shit's brutal. Wow. Just mowing down civilians, so women and children. Fucking very mm. briefly. J.J. Abrams brings on Chris Terrio, 
uh, co-writer of stuff like uh, Justice League and Batman versus Superman, that shit. I, I get the impression he's been like a script doctor for a long time, mm. and he gets brought into these very troubled projects, presumably to make them less, slightly less troubled. Yeah, anyway, brings him on, and basically everything wrong with the movie, they send him out to the press to explain it. <laughs> so it's like, it's his fault. He's the fall guy. Chris Terrio made me do it. He's getting paid a lot of money. Anyway, I admire guy. that. I think it's very funny. Jesus. All right, so uh, yeah, so Stallone this movie banging away like a fucking champ. Yeah. What, I mean, he's obviously trying to look hot in front of her. The only thing Stallone bangs in this movie is an anvil. I don't understand their there sexual tension. This is weird. This isn't sexual tension. No. He's a man and a woman talking to each other is not necessarily before sexual he tension. like lift lift his Joey hair knows. back and he was like okay. all wet and he was like well, you know posing. When, all right, all right. Have you you haven't seen Rambo two? So Rambo two is basically uh, porn. For heterosexual men, like like uh, homoerotic porn. porn for heterosexual yeah. no, no, no. homoerotic porn for hetero men. Oh, interesting. So it's uh, yeah, lots of glistening muscles. Yes, and it's a like a, WWE stuff. A very worshipful, worshipful. You're right. I'm misplacing image. his sexual charisma for with the lady, but right. it's really for the audience. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's I mean, you, he's I would say yeah, his shirt is off in probably seventy percent of Rambo Two. Oh yeah, that makes yeah, that's probably about right. Yeah. That last checks out. What's wrong with Sylvester Stallone's face? <laughs> uh, well, I know. <laughs> I think we've talked about this. Story. I'm sorry. I've, I no, don't know if I've true. talked about no, this. There's there's I know he there's was, a story. I feel bad. I feel bad. Don't I don't feel really. Bad. No, he's explained it. When yeah. he was born, he had like a mini stroke or something. Oh, okay. And so that's why like part of his face droops more than the other. No, it was when he was born, the doctor with the forceps grabbed oh, too hard and squeezed too hard okay. and like actually deformed his face. You did tell me this before. Yeah. I don't know if we've said it on air. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah. Probably not. I only have like five stories, so I'm sure. That's true. <laughs> See, I find Stallone very interesting as an actor, because actors obviously are all about their face. And he's, depending on the angle and the setting, he can either look very attractive in the conventional sense, or he can look very deformed and monstrous. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely the angle sometimes, the lighting too. It, it it affects how I like. like well, that of course, one, that one shot I saw, I was like, oh, he looks a little asymmetrical. There, yeah, you know. But like, I remember uh, Sam would walk in when I was watching bits of Rambo Two, and she's like, oh, he looks hot here. I'm like, yeah, because he's shirtless and has long hair, and he's two percent body fat. Right. Or in some of the Rockies, you know, he's conventionally attractive. But then you look at him in the '90s or even the '70s before Rocky. I don't think people would say he's a particularly good looking guy no no but he's also not bad looking no but he was still a sex symbol but he was a sex symbol in the 80s because of his body yeah 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 like, but even then you look at his face he's got this very strong nose he's got high cheekbones yeah, he's he got has stubble. all the yeah all the ingredients but, but they're not put together like, well the proportions are weird yeah well that's yeah. the thing like i mean just about any dude can probably look at least okay if they have enough steroids and enough time at the gym. Like, you know, even if you're really ugly. Kumail fucking... Nanjiani proved that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. I mean, fuck. Disgusting. <laughs> I what? forgot who Is he was. not hot? I mean, it's... Um, I forgot who it was. There's some uh, film guy on Twitter who was talking about late period Stallone, like Expendables era Stallone. Mm -hmm. And it was a Twitter poll of like, you know... Uh, super ripped seven year old Stallone is A, scary, B, impressive. Mm. And everyone was like, both. both. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Like, it's freaky, but it's also like, you got to tip your cap to them. Yeah, it's I mean, not a mutually exclusive thing. Hail science. I also, I'm, I'm sure I've told this before. The thing I admire about him, as opposed to Schwarzenegger, is that I feel like Stallone has gotten in better shape and Schwarzenegger's well, gotten in worse. he stayed in better There's shape. There's an age difference there, he's, too. I think he, Stallone's gotten in better shape as he's gotten older. No, he was, I mean... Again, Rambo 2, Rocky 4. This was his peak as a... Rocky 3, he was in fantastic shape. Sure. What I'm trying to say here is that he... If you look at Rocky 1, he wasn't a particularly... Well, Athletic-looking person. I mean, they hadn't discovered roids yet. You can't compare them at their peaks because... But he totally... Arnold at his peak is... But like, what I'm saying is Arnold, you know, you special. talk to the fucking uh, eugenicist and race scientists and people. Okay. He has like the whatever the ratio of ligaments to muscles is where like you can be a bodybuilder. Uh, like some people, no matter what you do, no matter what you eat, no matter what you train, right. you'll never build muscles like that. And right. Arnold had the right. perfect body to do that, too. Obviously, he worked hard and yeah, everything, yeah. but he also just was yeah, genetically with a good gifted. foundation. Where Stallone, the thing I admire about him is that he started with crap basically and- a regular <laughs> dude yeah. who just right. transformed his body. Yeah. And I'm sure paid for it in many many ways <laughs> but uh it goes from basically looking like a, a decently in shape dude to looking like a greek statue yeah right and that doesn't happen with a normal brain uh it doesn't happen with a. No- he was like again during the 80s yeah, and yeah. even now was like psychotically devoted to fitness right but i mean you, you like now because of science and money you have guys like chris pratt and you know uh but they don't stay in that doing that that's what i'm saying yeah. like it's if they wanted to they could they just need the backing of the studio to fund the project but i guess that was that's like you know uh backwards because in this stallone transformed his body to play these roles he wanted to play whereas a chris pratt Nanjiani's Disney says you have to be ripped to be in this movie. No, they didn't say that for Kumail. He wanted to do it. Come on, all he, the, he said that. Yeah, well, yeah. what's I he mean, gonna say? Yeah, he's gonna be. With they a made shirt me off do it. it. Exactly. You know, he was just like, I'm gonna have tight clothes on. I want to look good. Yeah, but all the and all he the took movies. It too far. Yeah, all the <laughs> Disney movies. It's sick that they take funny people and they make them look like. I know. I, he kind of he addressed it. I think he talked about it. He felt he like I think some post he was like yeah you have to have tons of money tons of time tons of you know ability. What's to- appealing about this though? Yeah. Chris Pratt did have like one shot in Guardians of the Galaxy one where he has his shirt off. For this, no, he mm. kind of yeah, he he's looks, wearing a big fucking he, coat the whole he movie. He did have his shirt off. It would have been different though if he was fucking Andy Dwyer. But fucking he's not even fifty pounds over. His like, character isn't like a Thor or Captain America or something. Yes, he's he a, is. No, he's, he's not. absolutely a Thor. He's like a comedic like. No, no. What I'm saying is he's not physically powerful. He's got superpower. He just zips around his little rollerblades or whatever. Yeah, that's, oh, that's right, true. And that would be less believable if he was a right. schlubby Paul. Paul. This Blart, is no, like, no. This to me is like the the Marvel comics in the '90s where like. If you look at Spider-Man in the 60s, he's just like a string bean, regular no, looking guy. Adam West. And then you look at, yeah, really. And then you look at Spider-Man in the 90s and every single muscle in the There's human body is perfectly exist, articulated. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And it's just like, he's supposed to be some, you know, uh, dorky science geek or whatever. And he looks like this. Mm. Like he takes off a shirt and no one notices that yeah. Peter Parker, uh, geek, has a thousand muscles in his stomach. Are you saying that men are facing uh, problems with personal body, issues? Uh, body image issues? Not men. <laughs> uh, movie Male movie stars, the true uh, oh, persecuted poor group. Poor Kumail. <laughs> he was peer pressured into looking well, amazing. <laughs> again, but I feel like even these guys acknowledge you can't live that way. No, no. Yeah, you, Like it's like the keto diet shit where it's like, yeah, right. you lose a bunch of weight, but then two months later you go back to it. Where yeah. Stallone... From fucking 79 till 
2020, yeah. he's looked the same, give or take a Copland. Well, he also <laughs> he knows how to do steroids. He knows how to cycle on and off. Yeah. But look at him right here. This is acting. Come on, he's looking at he's her. He's away from the camera. Look at him. He looks like fucking Frankenstein. It's true. <laughs> I mean, that really, that to me is what works about this movie. Again, to go back to the, the Unforgiven thing, is it's sort of uh, a man who wishes to be good, acknowledging his own uh, inherent violence. Mm. And basically that that's, despite his best efforts, this is what he's made for. This is who he is. And he accepts it. And he accepts he'll never be part of normal society. He'll never be a regular person. He'll never really be at peace. He's just a killing machine. That's what he's on this earth to do. Wow, this movie's about me. Yeah. Why are you wrapping up this movie already? <laughs> You're doing a summation when we're like one eighth into the film. Wow, this movie's 12 years old. Come on, guys. Um, <laughs> he's trying I, to convince us why we're so watching it. <laughs> I have trouble following this with all of our discussions. So do you, so this, you guys is a Christ, this is a missionary group. Are they Mormons? Something like that. Yeah, some sort. Yeah. Anyway. White people. Uh, white. Yes. That is significant. So white Christian missionaries in Burma hire Stallone Rambo to take him up the river because they, they want to preach to the natives. Gotcha. And he says, don't do it. It's not safe. You shouldn't go. And they say, well, we're going anyway. He goes, all right, well, I'll take you up there and make sure you're safe. Okay. Hijinks ensue. Yeah. Well, you remember the guys who got blown up at the beginning? Yeah. More of that to come. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah. Shit, so, man. Joey, you probably know more about the situation in Myanmar than we do. Not so it's changed significantly since this movie. Yeah, that's probably fair. So at the time, the the I, who, who they in were, fact, yeah, obviously you said it's not even called Burma. Right, it was Burma at the time. It was the military junta, 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 as far as junta, I know, that was in charge. And what's her face? The lady, the Nobel Prize winning lady. She was in jail. What's her know, name? I don't know her name. Anyway, now she's doing the genocide, and that's not good. Mm. So after this. After this movie, I'm going to say because of this movie, they had like a genuine democratic election in Myanmar, renamed it Myanmar. And so the military is still there, but they're allowing some sort of influence. And I forget the exact reason. Is that like how lethal weapons stopped apartheid? Yes. I apologize. Wow. Eric, is this the country that where, where Facebook is everything, where like internet is Facebook? Oh, yeah. And I think like, this is one of the countries where there's like pogroms right, attributed and, to Facebook. Right. Because of where, like, people went out and slaughtered their right. neighbors because of shit that people are posting on Facebook. I'm pretty wow. sure this is this. That was the country. But the lady, uh, I don't no, want to mingle like her name, but the, the Nobel Prize winner who was in jail gets out of jail and she basically is like an apologist for some of these pogroms that are that are, uh, I forget which ethnic group it is, but the ethnic group that she does not belong to, they get killed by a lot of people. The and she Rohingya? Ba- is that I right? think so. God, I, I, I no fucked up. I apologize. I and then she, uh, she basically sort of um, is an apologist for it. And it's like, well, it's okay. Or it's, she, you know, it's complicated. You don't understand it. You don't understand. Yeah. A lot. We, we hear those yeah, arguments yeah. a lot. Genocide's tough. It's tough yeah. to understand. <laughs> Unless you can name... All the different warring factions. Don't tell me not to commit genocide. Yeah, Wait, you what? don't get it. I, you need to pass an IQ test before you can criticize my genocide. Sure. It's like how whenever you go to the hospital for a gun wound, the doctor asks so, you to identify the question. type of gun so is, is Stallone, and the gun mechanism before he'll operate on you. Mm. Is Stallone expecting action here? 
Is he expecting? He's to always get... expecting action. I know that's, but I don't see he's any guns or anything. Though. He doesn't have his. I'm sure it's tra- on the boat somewhere. Does he have his trademark like big machine gun thing? Well, the the big machine gun again. Those are AK 47s Those, those, yes, those are no, no, not the AK forty sevens. The fucking no, I'm. He's the, talking like the, the, the mini M60 guns and shit. or whatever he has. Again, these are all enemy weapons. Exactly. Yeah. Because oh. uh, oh, he's a man of peace. He's not a man of peace. He's a man of the blade. He's yeah. While you were he's having a man that takes action. Oh, he's a bow and arrow man. While you were having premarital sex, he was studying the blade. Yeah. <laughs> and now you have the audacity to come to him. Like Zoro the gay blade? Do you not know this meme? No. Uh, do you know this meme? Mm-hmm. Know your meme? Know your memes? I laughed at your joke. I Well, that doesn't mean anything. About that? All right. It, it was, I, I, I humor him meme. as well. This doesn't mean I know what he's talking about. But he's not humoring <laughs> me. No, I like that meme. Yeah. He, he's genuine. You're a no. cynic. Yeah, I know. I just don't want to go around any rounds. That's an evergreen tweet right there. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to read this while Rambo's going on. Um, I love Jesus. Okay. Another evergreen. So this is a, a kid wearing a brown polo, black undershirt, really baggy jeans, <laughs> unsheathing a katana. And it says, while you were partying, I studied the blade. Imagine Rambo saying this. Yeah. When you were having premarital sex, I mastered the blockchain. I mean, maybe that doesn't apply. <laughs> While you wasted your days at the gym in pursuit of vanity, Uh-oh. I Music cultivated just inner got strength. intense. Sorry, boat, Eric. Boat on boat action. And now that the world is on fire and the barbarians are at the gate, you have the audacity to come to me for help? Again, the, it kind of muddies the Rambo metaphor because he's on both sides of that. Mm. He was also at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't really fuck, though. I will say that. How do you know that? Stallone? Oh, no. No, no, no. Rambo. Oh, yeah, yeah. How do you know that? Oh, man. Is that true? I've heard the stories about Stallone. Uh, We don't need to talk about Sylvester's sex life. (laughs) Yeah, we're just going to ignore that. Uh, So in Rambo 2, there's a really horrific character played by a white woman who's supposed to be Asian. And she says stuff like, what mean expendable? (laughs) Yeah, it's rough. It's like a DW Griffith. What year? 86 about Dang. about 60 years too late <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they're but not anyway she him. gets killed which sparks one of his Spoilers. many many bouts of vengeance oh there's the machine gun yep he's gonna get his hands on one oh in the j hoberman book he makes an interesting observation about how the secret villains in Rambo 2 are the Soviets, the Russians, because, you know, the, the Vietnamese... Af- they're in Afghanistan? No, they're in Vietnam. Oh, they're in the second Vietnam. one. The Vietnamese, they're, they're not clever enough to really outwit John Rambo, so there's, oh, there must, there must be, be a white villain the who's pulling the strings. That's yes. uncomfortable. It's a very, very racist like, movie. Oh. They make up a villain that you don't even see? No, they appear about uh, two-thirds of the way through the movie. Oh, yeah, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, it's not good. It's been a while. Again, it's like they show up and they're like the masters. I mean, I forgot about Long Duck Dong, and that wasn't, that was 80s, prime 80s. Yeah, but at least they don't uh, slaughter Long Duck Dong. They don't shoot him with a machine gun. It's a different sort of racism. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, God. look at these squibs. <laughs> it does look good, I will yeah. say. I think it looks really good, actually. Yeah. After, uh, after, what is it? Yeah. Oh, wow. I think this was the same year as the first Iron Man. So after 12 years of bloodless Marvel fake violence, I'm really, I appreciate any movie that has even a semblance of gore. I agree. Anything where there's body parts flying and, you know, guts. Yeah. You know, it was actually jarring to kind of see that. Like it is, it's 
it's weird how kind of uh, tame everything has become. Because everything's Disney-fied. Because Disney owns everything. I yes, these things are connected. It is amazing how that all works together. Huh? I mean, imagine a an alternate universe where instead of the MCU, we have the JRU, the John Rambo universe. Uh-huh. Right? We kind of do. Where Isn't that everything just real no, life. Where instead of instead of seventeen Marvel movies, we have seventeen Rambo movies, all interconnected. Yeah, and bloody as they're fuck. all kind of the same though. It's just Stallone doesn't movie. have that kind of time. Oh, he's got time. <laughs> if, if if someone cut him a check, he would do a Rambo movie every year. I don't doubt that. Again, that's one of the. Yeah, that's an awesome shot. Listen to that. Listen to that voice <laughs> acting. You're Again, you can just tell anything. that's not good, Sean. That's not uh, Rocky Balboa, right? That's not your daddy's Rocky no, Balboa. Yeah. That's your brother's John Rambo. Yep. All right. Yep. He's smoking cigs behind the Seven Eleven. That's a that's a Stallone for a new generation. That bass response is just the voice is good. Yeah. Stallone is acting in this film. You're right. He's a real actor. He is. And I just want to point out again, he is uh, self-directed here. Mm. He's given himself uh, a a nice little platform. To be fair, he's just the man with no name or some Western. Well, I haven't seen this one. I don't think I've seen this one since it came out in 2008. Uh, But it's interesting. I mean, part of it's just that he's older. It's interesting that he is giving himself a lot more close-ups and giving himself the chance to speak and act as opposed to just be this statuesque killing machine. That's a good point. Which is how he's used in the first two. Yeah. I agree. With him direct, he's going to make sure he he's just the- He's a visual symbol yeah. representing things. In fact, I don't think anyone else had those close-ups yet, any, any of that framing that we saw. Maybe her, that's about it. I don't. I think the plastic surgery looks acceptable here. <laughs> I really do. Just on the verge only because of we know okay. we know where it went Uncanny after this. Valley. He's. It's almost that. Like, it's almost there. He's starting to lose the expressions. the The eyes are pretty plastic, this, but he can still move them around they a little just, bit. They yeah. cut away after every three seconds, so he doesn't have a chance. To exactly. Make, make but a he, mistake. I mean, he basically Bucket goes hat. from like squinting to not squinting. Bucket hat cut. Oh wow, they stay with him. I got that hat. I got that bandana. Joey, do you have that cross? Sure. Let's take it. Yes, and. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I'm a Christian. Yay. See, he, no um, one. I love Jesus. You got me. Yep. No one does <laughs> the droopy. I'm, I'm converting. <clears throat> no one does the droopy eyelids. That's a cat. Like our man Sly. Mm. Is there mm. anyone else even in the droopy eyelid pantheon? Uh, French Stewart. Peter Laurie. Oh, that's great. I was going to say Raul Julia, kind of. Mm, in some bit. roles, I guess. It's funny that I only associate him really with Adam's family and Street Fighter. Mm. You mean like the baggy uh, you No, know, I mean the top of his eyes. Oh. Oh, um, uh, who's the guy from uh, Spaceman? Or Rocket Man? Uh, uh, Harlan. Harlan Williams. <laughs> I would say he's in the same league of celebrity as these other actors. Is French Stewart? <laughs> yeah, it's on a TV show at least. So was Harlan. Harlan, on what? He was on the, ha- uh, the Harlan show. Uh, yeah, Third Rock from the Sun is a pretty big show. Third Rock from the Sun is a very big show. Uh, I'm sure he still has fuck you money. True. That was a 90s sitcom. Yeah. Those people live like friggin' yeah. Saudi princes. That syndication <laughs> money is fucking huge, man. I read a headline. This is like a pretty good looking movie, I gotta say. It's Griffith Park. It's a shitty montage. What are you talking <laughs> no, about? No, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's, it's one like helicopter shot. Yeah. I mean, again, my 
my standards, standards have been so eroded by the last <laughs> decade of mainstream filmmaking. Ooh. By good, you mean it's not full of green screen and watch of spinny things. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Man, sometimes I just think about the color grading in in-game and I get really depressed. <laughs> Someone said it looked like a deviant art Tumblr post. Hmm. It's just awful. This is one of the worst looking movies I've ever seen. Wow. Uh, at that level of that that budget and that scope you think it was too much or i think it looks like dog shit it just looks terrible okay. it looks like someone cranked the hdr oh yeah oh i see okay. but there's no color it's just purple black orange that's a marvel. i feel like that's yeah. marvel that's, that's what they do design, they yeah. always do those like bright, uh, but bright even colors. like the first the fir- well okay the first captain america is like a real movie it, it has like that burnished 40s I think that's an exception. Tone. Winter Soldier as well. Even the first gritty. Winter Soldier, in retrospect, is when things all went wrong. <laughs> Winter Soldier on, they all look like friggin' TV episodes. What the hell was that black and white that, shot in the middle of everything? I don't know. That was a flash forward, maybe? Oh, really? Again, Stallone is directing the hell out of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? He's being really intense about shit. Like he's he's setting things is that up. Necessary. I don't think scheming. that's gonna do anything, bud. Um, what? what? I'm pretty these? sure these are flash flashbacks. Forwards. No, flash forwards. Oh, flash forward. Oh, maybe they are flashbacks. Do how you do see you, him kill them? How do you flash forward? No, these are flashbacks. <laughs> Where are we? Who is? Who, what's going on? You're not my regular nurse. Oh, do you guys remember that the trailer for this used uh, Let the Bodies Hit the Floor? Seriously? Expert trailer. Jesus Christ. Let the bodies hit the floor. Way too on the nose. Guest vocals by Sylvester Sloan. Big bada boom. That would not happen. It's just gasoline. Well, if it finds the other gasoline. There's no pressure. It's just gasoline. 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 I'm guzzling gasoline. Cinema Sins, Rambo, 2008. Yeah. Gasoline wouldn't behave that way. All right, shut up. D minus. <laughs> I can do one Cinema Sin dick face. I hate Cinema Sins. I feel like those people should be in re-education camps. Jesus Christ. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with them? I know what's wrong with them, and I'm ready to re-educate them. Just watch Red Letter. They're better anyway. Man. It's crazy to think about when that was like funny and insightful 15 years ago. Mm. They've really been left behind. Uh, their new stuff is still good. Yeah. Um, they're, yeah, not as relevant, but now they have Macaulay. What? Yeah. Macaulay Culkin drops by occasionally. McCluskey? Not just occasionally. He's like a... <laughs> yeah, he's a pseudo-regular. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know, what else is he going guest. on? Yeah, exactly. We don't have Macaulay. I think he has his own podcast. And yeah, he he's good. It yeah. And stuff. Bunny ears. Or I mean, I really feel like Red Letter Media, they're funny, but they also just right place, right time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure, sure. Because no one had done that sort of thing mm-hmm. for those movies in a reasonably entertaining and funny way. Yeah, yeah. but they kind of like, but you they know, did it. solidified yeah. But you go back and watch it now, and it's like, this, this would be like a medium tier Twitter feed. This wouldn't even be the good stuff. Oof. I still enjoy them. Yeah. I think it's better than that. I think it's, yeah. it's well edited. Yeah. I agree it's well edited, but it's a lot of the same gag over and over again. Oh, yeah. And a lot of homophobia. So these dudes just are randomly killing civilians for no reason? Yeah, that's what you do. Uh, I think this is one of the more realistic aspects of the movie. It's true. 
Oh my Holy God. <laughs> I am not okay f- with this violence. Wow. You see that guy? Oh my God. It's just stacks of blood and blood on blood with blood. This is porn. This is this, war yeah, porn. This is definitely. Oh no. Wow. I think this is, uh, this is disgusting. I think this oh, to geez, me. That's the uh, oh my God. Uh, Twilight Zone shot almost. Yeah. This to me is oh a my. more morally defensible oh, style. Oh my God. Yeah. So they just shot the kid. Like close up Squib of shooting children. <laughs> yeah. Again, this to me is more morally defensible oh. than Rambo 2, which makes war look fucking awesome and badass. I see what you're saying. This makes it look repulsive. Yeah. Yeah, Rambo horrible. 2 was still part of the Reagan propaganda era. Rambo so 2 like, makes you want to go join the army exactly. and kill foreigners. Oh it my was directly, God. it was Reagan propaganda. Like <gasps> it's part of it. They called him Top Gun and fucking. This is some of the most gratuitous violence I've ever seen in the history of cinema. Oh, I don't think this is gratuitous at all. Oh my! Oh my God! Throwing bodies and lighting. Again, this is this is closer to what happened in Vietnam than anything in. (sighs) Well, I'm sure it's not accurate, but it's just like... I just wasn't prepared for this realistic look at yeah. fucking genocide. Yes. I, that's what I'm saying. I think this is an interest, oh interesting movie. Oh my God. This is like the killing fields. Yeah, this is like totally. fucking... Wow. Oh my God. Holy shit. It's just nonstop. I don't know if you guys think that military... Uh, is it Junta? No, but it's no, usually not they portrayed just... this fucking... <gasps> sure. Dramatically oh, she... in a goddamn action movie. Like, well, it should be. It, you're not wrong. It's just a little bit, you know, off-guard catching it. Now, the That's this is like an sure. Oliver Stone touch right yeah, here. The slow-mo and the music. and the, With the classical music yeah. and the other sound drops out. I'm surprised even... he didn't put in Adagio for strings. That's you. not quite appropriate. That's what's in uh, fucking Platoon. Is it really? Yes. You don't remember that? I don't. The the Jesus That's pose? what's playing? Uh, yes. Wow, but, I didn't realize that. I'm yeah, sorry. You should go back. And, I mean. I haven't pl- watched that in fucking years. Platoon, I think it, it holds up reasonably well, but there are moments where you're just like, what? That was a good shot, by the way. Here? That reflection in his glasses. Sure. That was it's like Apocalypse Lu- Now. Luis Guzman. <laughs> I think uh, different ethnicities. Shot. I don't think he's Burmese. <laughs> Not even good racism, Sean. There's a good racism. <laughs> well, accurate racism. What the fuck? There's an accurate racism? Well, okay. I'm trying Jesus, to be nice who's to the Sean. now, fuck? You, still. There can be more than one. It's not a competition. It's not a zero-sum game. There's enough racism to go around you're for right, everyone. You're right. You're right. We can all share. Now, look at this. Fucking Francis Ford Coppola over here. Dissolve on top of you dissolve. You know what? I like that he's trying shit. Definitely. I wish he would direct more stuff. I actually don't know why he directed this. I feel like someone was lined, either someone was lined up and dropped, dropped out, out yeah. or it was just a matter of convenience. He just wanted to expedite the thing. I don't know. Or maybe it's one of those things like, really, you want me to do a third one? I'm not doing a list Fourth I can one. direct. That's what I mean. Yeah. Well, because Rambo 3 came out in 88, mm. and at the time was the uh, most expensive movie ever made. Really? And it did okay, but because it was so expensive, yeah. it, it didn't make as much money as the other ones. Uh, so then they took a long break. I mean, it was 20 years. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's bad. 20 years. So it's not like people were beating down his door to make a fourth Rambo. Unless he was, well, yeah. yeah. No, I, the time had passed. 
Man, I'm so pissed off. Them. I he normally don't care about this stuff, but I am rewatching this. It makes me mad that they made another Rambo. Because mm. at the very end of this one, on oh, the last, yeah, yeah, I'm not saying anything, but on the last shot, I was like, perfect, done, mm. don't make any more. Yeah, yeah. Well, he had to tell the plight of uh, uh, the horse. No, the, uh, you know, human trafficking. Sure. Feels like the, the newest one is like oh, trying yeah. to do Wait what this one did. Uh, things are about to get way worse for our our missionary buddies here. Jesus, you thought the movie was bad before. We're going to watch him. Yeah. Why? What you think is going to happen is going to happen. Like unnecessary. Look at this. Rambo is a force of nature. He's not even human. Oh, we're, see, this um, is like Bride of Frankenstein. Whoa. We're, oh, that's from uh, an earlier film. I yeah, know, I these guess. are all oh, first two. Oh, okay. In case you haven't seen them. There we you go. should really well. You should watch the first two, especially. Oh, yeah, but I the first one, having... Joey, I I think you would like the yeah, first, the first one, one. Is legitimately a great movie. First one's really well directed, and uh, the first time you see the flashback in the first one, the PTSD flashback mm. is really powerful and well done. Oh yeah, I forgot that was kind of like a part of these movies is the PTSD. Well, because you don't know anything about him until yeah. he goes to the they arrest him and then the knife comes out and then he flashes yeah. back to Vietnam. Just a drifter. <laughs> it's kind of awesome how much of an asshole the cop is to him. <laughs> so in First Blood, he comes back from Vietnam directly yes. and then is harassed by He goes back to Vietnam. He's, he's homeless, just... drifting through town. And he's walking through town. Uh, the sheriff picks him up, drags him to the edge of town, basically says, we don't want you here. Keep walking. Uh -huh. He turns around, comes back, and then Hygiene it spirals him. from there. Yeah. Very Western, too. It is, yeah. Or like uh, Kung Fu-ish. Yeah. But as people like to point out, a bit of trivia for First Blood, there's only one death in First Blood. Really? Yes. One of the helicopter it's accidental. Guys? Yeah. The, the, the guy, guy falls, falls out of the, the helicopter. helicopter. Yeah. Rambo doesn't kill anyone in the first it's one. It's true. Yeah. They've come a long way. Well, you know. He's got oh, I think the guy... So his buddy in the first three movies was uh, Colonel Trotman. Troutman. Yeah, yeah. So the actor, I believe, was supposed to be in this, but he passed away. Ah, uh, that makes sense. So this guy kind of seems like yeah, a force ghost of yeah. Colonel this Trotman. This is awkward. He's like a uh, poor man's Brian Dennehy. Well, I forget who that actor is. I don't know what else he was even in, but he's really uh, good in those movies. I don't recognize him from anything. Is he the guy from Airplane? <laughs> he seems like him. <laughs> he has that uh, stentorian aura. The, the one good thing, or there's two good things about Rambo 3. The first good thing is when Rambo cauterizes his own wound with gunpowder. Mm -hmm. You remember this? Yeah. That scene's great. And then there's another part when it basically becomes like a buddy action movie, like a lethal weapon, hmm. where Rambo and Trotman are surrounded on all sides by the Afghan army or the Soviet army. And uh, Trotman turns to him and says, John, I'm sorry I got you into it. I'm sorry I got you into this. There's a beat. And he says, no, you're not. Yeah. Great, wow. great punchline. Great. Punch it is line. really funny, actually. Because that is, I'm getting too old for this shit moment. Pretty much. Yeah, it's a weird movie. <laughs> <laughs> you just really sense them losing grasp of what made the character compelling. Mm. 
does he really have to make? Yeah, does he really have to make every <laughs> weapon? Does he have any weapons? Yeah, he's like a yeah. blacksmith. Wouldn't it be easier just to go to the market and buy a few? That wouldn't be a cool montage. <laughs> <laughs> that actually would be a cool <laughs> montage. Pushing a cart through Kmart. <laughs> I would love flame. to watch John Rambo go shopping. <laughs> I would pay for that. Where's uh, your bigger machetes? <laughs> yeah. See, he's turning his plowshares into swords. Do you get that reference, Joe? Yeah, I get yeah, that. That's a, that's a history joke. Right. It's a history inversion. Yeah. Amazing. History comes alive. Franklin comes alive. <laughs> Frankenstein comes alive. The book, yeah. The book's not in black and white anymore. Rambo, 2008, Frankenstein comes alive. <laughs> Hate living, love dead. Mm. So I missed this too. That that American dude. Was he basically is just to, filling him in. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's like, to go uh, do the mission. The hotness and the, the other guys got uh, kidnapped. Trapped and you gotta, They're going to feed him to pigs, untrapped. so yeah, you need him. to go uh, do your thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Guy looks like uh, Ooh, Mike Pompeo. He, wait, wait, is he something. bad, though? Is he secretly bad? I think he wants Did Rambo. You hear the to, music? I heard the music. <laughs> that's, uh, what's that, like brush on a cymbal? Uh, I don't know if that's what it is, but it's. I think uh, you can make that sound with something on a cymbal. It's more like a hydrophone. Sounds more like that. A hydrophone? Yeah. yeah that's is that you like, call someone no, on a boat? No, it's not a hydrophone. There's another name for it, isn't it? The, the water phone? The, the horror instrument with yeah, all the tubes and the... Yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you play I thought with a hydrophone was thing. a microphone underwater. No. Well, I mean, maybe. I'd, who the fuck would put a microphone underwater? Whale lovers. Fish tuckers? Whale lovers. Yeah. Whale blubber? Blubber lubber? Oh, no. Yeah. Wait, look. Done. Hey, is that the freaking Expendables? Wow. Hey, no, they dropped a, a hard R. You're not okay. Heated gaming moment. Wow, that's some bad ADR. That's, uh, that's the, the transporter. Yeah, this is not Jason Statham. <laughs> and that's not Oscar Isaac. Yep. And that's not the guy from Lost. Or, uh... uh What's the other one? The Walking Dead. Sure. Yeah. I'll take it. They're all crap. J.J. Abrams bullshit. They really couldn't afford any better actors here. This is actually surprising. You know, honestly, I find the fucking star actors distracting and shit like this. Like, Yeah, but they're good. You guys uh, are bad. Uh, you know, something that I've always regretted as a Stallone fan, a Stallone head, is that he, it seems like he doesn't really want to be in movies with other big stars no. or other big actors. He yeah. always wants to be the center of attention. He's the guy. And I feel like he's either turned down or walked away from projects where he would have a smaller role and better material right. because he always, not only is he the star, but he's the co-writer of almost everything he's done. Mm -hmm. Occasionally the director, occasionally the producer. So it's just, I feel like if he could have let go of some of that, he could have had a much more interesting career. It's interesting. You're right. He's cultivating a very specific image and he, he refuses to a, deviate from yeah. it. Yeah. And there was also a time, I feel, in the 80s especially, when he was just chasing paychecks. And so he was doing stuff like over the top because they paid him like $15 million. Rhinestone Cowboy. Shoot. Yeah. It was just like whatever. Did he write and direct Oscar? No. You know who wrote and directed Oscar? Obviously not if I just asked you if he did. I think <laughs> that was... <laughs> I think that was, um, what's the guy? Blues Brothers. Uh, Reitman. Landis? Oh. No, John, I'm John Landis? John Landis. I think. Really? Or Reitman? It was either Landis or Reitman. Look it up. 1991. Yeah. Um, written by 
Who directed it? Uh, direct. Oh, directed by John Landis. Yep. That John fucking murder. Yes, he should be in jail. Yeah. That's not a joke. No, without a doubt. Ah, we all agree on something. <laughs> the, what's what's really infuriating about that is mm-hmm. his refusal to admit yep. blame. Exactly. Yeah. Fuck that. He won't guy. even say I was wrong. I sh- you know I got away with it. Or technically, I, I wasn't at fault, but I feel bad about. It. I feel guilty. He's yeah. like, no, that was their fault. Is I had f- nothing to do with it. Also, who I does think- he blame? I'm the sure he blames pilots? his fucking uh, special effects guy. Uh, yeah, or the everyone AD, but himself. Yeah, yeah. The stunt guy. Everyone but the guy who was in charge. Yeah. This is Twilight Zone, if you're not aware. Don't watch it. Um, no. Also, his son is a piece of shit. Max? Max Landis? Yeah. yeah. Everyone's known that for a while. Really? But I, I have a question. Is it now. fair to mm. blame the parents if the son is a douche? To, a, to an extent. You know, there's uh, the nature versus nurture argument is yes. So, you know, there is always a bit of... Uh, nature and nurture involved in everyone. Well, let me tell you this. From my point of view, Blues Brothers was one of my three favorite movies as a kid. Mm -hmm. Okay? Star Wars, Blues Brothers, Ghostbusters 2. These are the movies I watched the most as a child. Two. 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 What we had. What we had on VHS. Okay. Vigo. Trying to mess with my boys. That ain't legal. (laughs) (laughs) We've talked about Ghostbusters 2 on this podcast. Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown, that song's better too than the Ray Parker Jr. song. (sighs) Um, du- New Jack Swing du- du- On Arrow du- du- That's a great song But the other one's Huey Lewis Who cares uh, <laughs> What was I saying Oh so John Landis When I was a child He was like One of my idols No oh. But I will say As an adult With the benefit of Perspective He clearly is a huge asshole mm-hmm. So it's not a surprise That his son is a huge asshole Yeah yeah so whether or not this is genetically passed down, I don't know. But his yeah. behavior is clearly outside of being at a murderer, best still allowed, an at worst encouraged. Yeah. yeah. To be fair, to be fair. Yeah. I think his uh, the mother is very nice, supposedly. Mother Landis. Well, maybe she should have been a little less nice to her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Devil spawn. Fair enough. Look at this guy's face. His face is too bit. It's too small for his head. Look at that face, head. Face his is face too is too small for his head. You're talking about this? The guy, no, they the got the splits guy? back here. No, no, no. Oh. His, his proportions are all right. <laughs> what is wrong he's with got, that? He's got curves in just the right places on his head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that uh, pack of hot dogs that he's uh, working with there. No, oh, I never heard that. That's a good one. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a you know, bald term. I like that. Yeah. But, well, that makes sense. Logic, I mean, the guy's logic. got logic. Tight <laughs> logic. Boatman they call stays with me the boat, the boat man. <laughs> I stay with the boat man. I've been boating low and high. No? You know oh, I'm yeah, going after face, Joe. It's too small for his face. Yeah. Hmm. Got like a Morty face. Yeah, it's like a scrunchy... Uh, Oh, jeez, yeah. Rick. Oh, yeah. we got to rescue some Mormons uh, from the <laughs> Burmese junta. Oh, God. Rick, Jesus Christ, Rick. Shut up and get in the transport. Okay. Oh, God. Genocide. Uh, the pogroms. <laughs> they uh, had it coming. F- uh, fuck you, Rick. <laughs> fuck you. I can't believe you watch a TV show. Uh, the first two seasons are good. Because they're clearly writing with no eye on tomorrow. (laughs) They're just like, the first season especially is like, into the abyss. (laughs) Every episode is so intense and frantic. And the joke density, it's like Simpsons and 30 Rock level. Mm. Just boom, 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 boom. And the last few seasons, Sam keeps watching them. I'll come in for a little bit. I'm just like, God. Well, now that they have 70 slack. episodes, they're definitely fucking. They're definitely you know, spreading spreading yeah. the goods around. They're they're look at this grinding for the long haul. 
horrific. Well, Rick and Morty and this shot. Bunkering down. Bunkering down? That was hunkering down. down. <laughs> he could bunker down, I guess. I can hunker in my bunker. I think you bunker. Bunker on a hill. With pe- oh, head on a stick. Well, you know, how else you can tell people shit? Looks like Fallujah. Is that like... Wow. I just remembered that at this point we were only five years into the Iraq war. <laughs> and it felt like, oh, well, that's over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't make wars like they used to. Holy shit. Yeah. The world is hell. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of t- How many times do we think Afghanistan was over, too? Well, the, Actually, well, never. Yeah, Afghanistan. The really been going crazy thing about, to me about Iraq is that in my headspace, and I feel like the way it was talked about over the last like six years, is that it's basically over that we're not there, but yeah. we are obviously still there. Yeah, but like we're in. It wasn't really a new story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we have soldiers at bases. Yeah, yeah. But we go on so- missions. But we have we still have guys in Germany. Like, I mean, yeah, but we're not drone striking yeah, people in Germany we're actively. Engaged. Not yet. Also, Germany's not trying to kick out our military. Not until we drone someone. Yeah, well, I think these two <laughs> things are connected. <laughs> well, I'm just saying I'm not taking it off the table. Want to drone a German? Well, I mean, you know. Drone a German. Who could drone a German? Man, you remember when Obama droned a 16-year-old U.S. citizen? <laughs> Seems like that should have been yeah. a bigger controversy. Yeah. 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 Well, Norm MacDonald's got a great joke about... Uh, you know, remember when Germany went to the world and they, they picked as their enemy the, the world? And, you know, it, it, it was almost close. I mean, this is sort of Italian and Japanese erasure. <sighs> and let's not, let's not forget that uh, Spain was basically going through a civil war at the time, right? Yeah. So Spain was kind of off the map. So you have one of the great historical European powers that's not even a player. I'm just saying they had some things going their way. You're saying we're uh, going to follow in the footsteps of Spain? No, no, no. I'm saying Germany. Uh, yeah, it was a big war machine, but there are also some historical factors benefiting them. I suppose, but, you know, it wouldn't be you a had, horrible You had revolution in Russia. Sure. You had civil war in Spain. There's a lot of factors. Yeah. The Treaty of Versailles and whatnot and all that jazz. You had a totally broken France. The Weimar you Republic. You had fascism rising independently in Italy. The, things great, were, the great Depression. The things inflation. were great for fascists. You talking, about also, now? you talking about now? Well, Joey, you will know more about this than I, I would. Probably. I was thinking about this recently. Fascism has been defeated militarily, but are there any instances of fascists being voted out? I feel like That's fascism- That's how fascism works. Yeah, exactly. Sean's right. Basically, dictators don't give up their power willingly. So no. The, the only way to remove they them die is by or But force. communists have been- Defeated democratically. It's, only, it's literally the only history. Well, okay. My mm. history professor in college would say, and I don't necessarily agree with this, that the fall of the Soviet Union was the only bloodless revolution. Look at this. Fucking recurve. Now, oh, this is. Oh, wow. He oh, is. It's a compound. Never mind. Uh, is this accurate, Sean? Is his form good? Uh, it's pretty quick. I mean, he's going up to his no, no, chin. Yes! Quick. Oh, nice. oh, he's got exploding. <laughs> no, no, no. no. See, he, that's he, funny. He, he threw him onto. I feel a, like that's a visual um, gag because you look at it and you think of Rambo uh, Two with the yeah. exploding. That's what I thought he was trying to. No. But he hits him and he falls into a mine uh, and explodes. Yeah. So this is director yeah. Stallone having his cake and eating it too. Yep. More realistic, but you still get the body exploding. Yep. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 
Thank you, Sylvester. Sly. Yeah. Good way to go. And yeah, his form is decent. He's just a lefty. That's weird. Yeah. Well, I even mean, lefties train righty. What's that? Lefty, but like if you're a lefty, you just still shoot righty. No, no. You, uh, it's just you like like everything. Right hand is more common, but uh, left is. Hey, Sean. Just as acceptable. Hey, Sean. It's actually about eye dominance and not about hand dominance. Hey, Sean. Yeah. Lefties are getting better at bow and arrows, and it's making righties nervous. Mm. <laughs> we learned that from Hong Kong. What we do. This is his mantra. Is that the poster? Live that for was in nothing the trailer. or die for something. Yep. Yeah. This is basically if Abraham Lincoln had actually been a vampire hunter, he would have said <laughs> something like that. Uh, you got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. That's right. That's it. Yeah. Mm. House divided itself against itself cannot become a, a house of vampires. That's what he said. You got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. All right. Let's, let's wrap this up. Let's table this. No one to walk away. <laughs> No so what, what do you think about the movie so far, Eric? Terrific. Look at these amazing montages. Very, very soft. It's not. It's just a bad A lot set of, of establishing shots. shots. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's nothing bad about it. Standard. Now, this is another, this is a trope. Basically, this whole movie is a commentary on Rambo 2. <laughs> Seriously. Does he, does he feel bad about Rambo 2? Kind of like well, the there's Rise a lot of, of this where, yeah, this is like if Rise of Skywalker was made by a Strangely, a more competent person. <laughs> I wish Rise of Skywalker was this brutal. Made by Schwarzenegger? Or, it's like Stallone. if Rise of Skywalker had any sort of perspective or point of view or something to say about any, literally anything. Mm -hmm. Other than, you know, putting your action figures on the table and going pew, 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 pew. <laughs> And then quickly cutting to other action figures. Yep. I mean, that's really what's, the... What's going on? He's got a blade. And so he's, he's going to rescue things. them. Yeah. Who is that? That's a guy. It's part of his crew. So that was Stallone with the knife. They're sneaking in. He's that trying... was Stallone? Yeah, with the... with the uh, What's the thing called? A knife? That kind of knife. Bowie knife? Bowie uh, knife. K-bar? No, no. It's bigger than a Bowie knife. A hunting knife? I don't know. It's a nice type of hunting knife. Uh, Sean, I posted this on Twitter. I forget what the exact... Uh, Quote oh, was, but it was something about how not Stallone though. That's a different. Yeah, that dude. was Stallone. Oh well, in the early '80s, First Blood was credited with basically resurrecting the knife industry in America. Oh, yeah, yeah, because it was so popular, everyone wanted that the, particular yeah. hunting knife. This screw oh. off with the survival kit inside. <laughs> yeah, I think the industry gave him like a plaque or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for saving our our hides. I had one. A million knives a, that will never be used. Basically, yeah. Just sit in their sheaths. I had a really shitty one from a like uh what's the Boy Scout magazine? Man. Boys Life. Yeah, yeah. I got it from the back of a boy's, boys life. Boys life. It was like a plastic handle. <laughs> I piece feel of like there should be a federal registry of anyone who subscribed to Boys Life. <laughs> boys sold. And if there are no children in the household, yeah, maybe anyone over the age of twenty that subscribes to it. Fellas, come on over. The new issue of Boys Life came in. Jesus. That's a whole different publication. So, uh, oh, little tattoo art project. Hey, you know, this is a whole society. They've got uh, tattoo artists as well as uh, pig 
torture chambers. And a talent show of slavery. Well, yeah, I think these are uh, probably uh, trafficked women. Yeah. Well, that's the best talent shows. You've been to Tijuana, right? I have not. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. These pigs hooting and hollering. Yep. Trafficking. Weird. They just show a butt shot. What else do you need? Uh, Some dong? Or... This is before they started slinging cock in movies. This is 2008? Yeah. I feel like it was Was like, there a year where that started? I mean... Uh, I think you, this is like right around where it started to become a thing. But it like really just gained steam in comedy movies more so. You got Wahlberg's uh, fake dong uh, in 1997. Yeah, but that's not the that's same a, thing. That's the that's a fake, final shot. But that was an obviously fake dong. When that's was uh, Walk Hard? I remember there was dong in that. Oh, really? This was like 2007? It was, that was a joke. It was like, we're going to put a close-up of dong in the movie. Yeah, yeah, that's, that, that's the gag. That's probably where it started then, because that's been a running gag in comedies ever since. Misandrist comedy. I missed it too. I hardly know her. They're just doing the same. I mean, I could dance better than that. Hey, these really sex weird. slaves are not very enthusiastic. <laughs> See, he knows. What is this, a freaking Trump rally? Jesus. I love that his fucking buddy's got an AR and he's just got his big ass <laughs> knife. <a> knife. <laughs> That's not a knife. Yeah, exactly. It'd be one thing if he was like, I don't want to kill anyone, so I'm not going to be armed, but he mm. kills tons of people. Well, again, there's a, a fun little gag at the beginning of uh, Rambo 2 where they outfit him with like cutting edge technology. Uh, all he has like yeah. uh, scopes and sniper rifles. He has like his rifles. moment. Yeah, he has. He's all suited up, and then uh, there's a technical mishap, and he basically has to in like five minutes in. He's got to take yeah, everything his, off his to jump out of the plane goes or something. Wrong, yeah. And he has to, he has to basically let go of everything except for a knife. Mm -hmm. Thank God he has this wilderness training. Yeah, yeah. he's the best of the best. Green berets. Yep, Johnny. He's Do like it. if Bear Grylls had a huge penis. Do we get to win this time? I don't know about that. I I'm not sure that Stallone ha is working with much. I feel like that's, that's, what I mean. built it up. that's what I mean. Probably built it up. I mean, his character. Over years of training. What? I bet his dong can bench press 30. Right. But it doesn't have to be big to do that. No, I didn't say it was big. <laughs> it's just about blood pressure. <laughs> it's all about force. The yeah. secret. <laughs> Leverage. Are you a good guy or a bad guy? Coming this out of my cage like and I'm doing just... Yeah, I keep I saying this, Sean. It's a deliberate recreation of two. Now he's older, wiser, more cynical. Mm. He's not fighting for the U.S. machine this time. He's just fighting for humanity. Kind of. I mean, he's not, I guess you could say he's fighting for a different kind he, of imperialism. He defends the innocent. He defends the white people. True. The innocent white people. He's not doing anything about the sex slavery. Well, I think he might. Let's see. That remains to be <laughs> seen. Let's give him a chance. Yeah. <laughs> if he it's really doesn't, it'd be very awkward. <laughs> I'm only going to rescue the one. I call girl. attention, but as a character, I just 
Don't yeah. care. <laughs> There's no money in it. I mean, well, the last one's all about fucking sex slavery. Not so. to excuse the behavior, but the character is a POW who is tortured by yeah, Vietnamese yeah. people. And then the next movie goes back and kills as many Vietnamese people as he can. Oh. So, I mean, the movies themselves are quite racist. I think it's fair to say the character is racist to some degree. Mm-hmm. It's never explicit. It's always framed. It's always presented in the context of revenge. Yeah, yeah. It's like a Return of the Jedi shot. <sighs> yes. Oh, my Jesus. God. Did he just grab his A bunch throat? of little Rambos. <laughs> That's why he works alone. I don't know if you guys got the context here, but they've been feeding people to pigs. Yeah. Pigs can eat human bones. There, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I've seen Deadwood, but is there a reason? Just because they're evil people. Okay. Nah, feed them to the pigs. Yeah. I don't know if there's a, a plot reason. Gotcha. I guess it eliminates the evidence. Oh, wow. Yep. Well, it's also just the most cruel way to kill someone, feed them alive to a pig. If you really don't oh, like someone true. want them yeah, to suffer, if they're alive, it's definitely. a lot crueler than stabbing them or shooting them. But it's not like you're, you know, teaching I mean, them a lesson humans, and setting one free to like I go back I feel like I could and, fight a few pigs off. No, you couldn't. Maybe one? No. Not one? No, you definitely could not fight off one pig. What about How 30 to 50 you? feral hogs? That's why I need an AR. Why don't you just get like a bazooka at that point? That because the fucking government pussy ass bitches won't let if me. If you can prove to me that there are thirty feral hogs attacking you, you can have a bazooka. Fucking uh, was uh, is uh, one of the founding fathers wrote like a uh, uh, some sort Martin of, Luther King no, Junior. The letter about how everyone should, if you have you know anyone should have a cannon. If you have a boat, you have a right to defend it. So yeah, what if all, one guy? But this, this ultimately care. ends with all the ultra rich people having <laughs> private armies. Yeah, not not Bezos versus Musk. Musk. Yep, <laughs> it's like Alien versus <laughs> Predator. Whoever wins, we yep. lose. They're gonna fight for the water in Utah, and then uh... man, let me just recommend to any listeners out there. It's an article. I think it was LA Magazine. It's called Empire from Dust. It's about the the Resnicks, the people who owned all the pistachio farms and almond farms mm-hmm. and pomegranate farms in California, yeah, and all the Chinatown uh, water thievery, yeah. that kind of stuff. It's an amazing article. I saw a documentary about that shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. fucking yeah. the The water situation in California has not gotten any better since Chinatown. It is all the same bullshit and just different names doing the same shit over and over again. But the craziest thing to me about it was that these this like water council water fund mm-hmm. was public and then just became privatized. <laughs> so it's something that the public paid for over yeah. decades mm-hmm. and they just sold it just to a rich guy yeah. and said, it's yours now. This yep. finite natural resource. Just oh my sold it God. Oh, oh my wow. God. Oh, they just cut. ripped his fucking throat out. The, the oddest part was they cut back to it. So like, no, well, he wants you to see exactly. Yeah. This is like um, 
It was like some red dragon shit. <laughs> Do you see? <laughs> Do you see? I'm surprised you didn't go to a close-up of it. What's up with this reds in the it looks so weird. Is that the TV or something? This kind of, no, that's just uh like a smoke in there. Yeah. Kind of looks like Punisher War Zone right now. Mm. So weird. You guys ever see that movie? I think so. It's one of the few good Marvel movies, or few distinctive Marvel movies, I should say. Mm. Is that the Nick Cage one? No, this uh. is the one. I don't even remember the actor. Wayne Knight is in it. <laughs> Tom. <laughs> Wayne James. Knight is the Punisher. No, <laughs> this is a Wayne great Knight movie. is like his little uh, <laughs> geek buddy driving around in the van. Punisher. We've got Punisher here. <laughs> See, nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. <laughs> it's just a guy with guns. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of backlighting here in the Get rain. Up, run. Yes. Look at this shit. What? Sniper. Uh, yes. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Jesus. I think that was a successful headshot. Yeah. <laughs> this, wow. This makes you think of the... Hail to the props, man. Like... Uh, <laughs> Mad props. Like the Boomhauer character Spike Jones plays in uh, Three Kings. Oh, yeah, Man, his yeah. head fucking popped up, man. It was like 30 feet in the air. That shit was crazy, man. <laughs> Like a fucking cartoon. Wow, I never put that together, but yeah, he is pretty much He's a Boomhauer. playing Boomhauer. Yeah. <laughs> He's like Boomhauer's younger brother, a little bit more spazzy. There's a, <laughs> there's a t-shirt I really would like to acquire at some point that says, it's just, you know, a big block of font, the big block of text, and it says, you laugh because I'm different. I laugh because I'm thinking about the King of the Hill episode where Boomhauer, rem- where Boomhauer is remembering something and all the other characters talk weird, but he talks normal. <laughs> This is a great episode. It's a great gag. <laughs> One of the great TV shows of all time. It is. Hill. Yeah. Never hit the highs of The Simpsons and never hit the lows. Very true. Yeah, but very consistently good, even to the end. It, it, I mean, obviously, the end's not quite as good, but never falls off the way. Yeah, the end Simpsons is still does. solid. Like, I think it's because, again, it never gets as wacky, so. True. It stays a little more grounded. And Tom Petty comes in. Like, sure. <laughs> oh, fuck. Rambo's getting some cardio in. Is this back to Rambo One now? Are they at Yosemite? Where are they? Yeah, that's what. That's kind of where we were. Stone the Mountain, blood. Georgia. They ran a long time. Oh, got the is cuts it, on the feet. Is that Tarantino situation here? I don't think it's really uh, too fetishized. Oh, mm. the, the foot thing. I got. She had a small cut on her foot. Yeah. Just tape it up. Yeah, I gotta well, be she's honest. A white woman. Are you guys? You guys into the feet? The ladies' no. feet? No. I don't really get it. Yeah. To me, it's not a sexy No. Feet aren't element. sexy. It's some, so, there are many people who disagree with you. You're yeah, right. Yeah. Fine. I, no, no. I, I agree with you. I don't find, I don't know what's appealing about it. Well, and from what I understand, like, the the more beat up or ugly they are, the better. Like, um, the Tarantino movie, The Last... This uh, is like, a, again, the, a subset of a fetish. Maybe, but the uh, the girl that was in the car with him that puts her feet on the dash, uh-huh. I can't remember who she is. She's someone's daughter or whatever. Uh-huh. But she was talking about how she like was kind of fighting with him for a while because she didn't really want to do that scene because she didn't like her feet because she was a dancer and they were like fucking mangled. Uh-huh. And, you know, it just kind of seemed to like That's make him want him more. Yeah. yeah. Well, that also might just be like a power dynamic thing there. Uh, I guess, yeah, but either way, it's not. <laughs> it's It's weird. It, you know, it, anyone's sexual fetish is kind of weird. The best hope is his, it's harmless. Well, especially his, you know, longstanding Weinstein relationship. Like, you know, there's. 
Yeah, I'm also just because you have a sexual fetish doesn't mean you have to put it in every one of your movies. In, I think it does well, actually increasingly more so in every movie. Well, Look I, again, you don't this, have to make everything public. I understand at some point the reaction's too much, but after 15, 12 years of this Marvel Disney stuff, I want I want sex freaks, I want gore, yeah. I want personality. So I will take this. I would rather you, have you want these Deadpool. weird sexual quirk. <laughs> I mean, not that specifically, but I would. I will take That's what you just described <laughs> a movie with at least a star persona over, you know, Civil War. Mm. I feel like you just want to live in the Star Wars cantina forever. <laughs> well, you know what's great about Star Wars cantina is all the Rick Baker effects. So it's like here's a camel here's an alien here's literally yeah. the devil here's, the here's a robot <laughs> here's wolfman right. here's dracula pig nose yeah. uh again papa george had the most insightful quote about the first star wars he said it's the world's most expensive low-budget movie yeah and that is the aesthetic that i think starting with empire strikes back on they've lost track of mm-hmm. the essential junkiness yeah. of the first one and that's why the first one's always my favorite because despite the technical polish and the visual effects and all that, it was it all the feels, rundown portions of the universe. Like, but it's just, but not just the rundown portion, just the aesthetic of it is just junky. Yeah. Right. It's closer to like uh, John Waters and Kurosawa. <laughs> but do you think that changes in Empire or Return? Yeah, it just gets too it, polished. It gets more, yeah, more shiny. Um, well, definitely Darth Vader's helmet does. Yeah, yes. but the the prequels just go like full on, you know. I'm well, those are those are freakish boy, in a different screen. way. Yeah, those are those are like neat freak, yeah. germaphobe exactly. type of things. Yeah, that's Apple Store sterile fucking. But shit. he was trying to show. Uh, no, again, I I, uh, I like that more than the Disney stuff, which is this bizarre thing of like trying to do lo- like puppetry or trying to do old-fashioned techniques just for the sake of it mm. to be like look we did a puppet here even though we're gonna you know ex- um add 30 tentacles and yeah even yeah. though we're gonna spice it up enhance it with cgi yeah. technically there's a little puppet on set it's like this is just a pr thing this is just marketing this is nothing to do with filmmaking because mm. if you know last jedi and even Rise of Skywalker, they totally abandoned the practical effects stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was such a talking point in the first one. <laughs> they're like, oh, everything's practical. Yeah. And then, of course... Well, they look, only had a year to make the last one, so they're not going to fucking... Well, you look at Cinefix or something, and, you know, like, the sets were all... It looked like the prequels. There's, like, a little thing people were standing oh, on, yeah, yeah. and it's a blue screen. Yep. And it's yeah. like, yeah, that's just how you make a big budget movie. These but they're pretending certainly. like it's 1983, or, like, Dark Crystal. People are like, oh, it's real puppets. Our fucking baby Yoda. It's a puppet. It's like, yes, but it's so heavily digitized yeah. and so enhanced with CGI that's kind of meaningless to say this. Apparently, it's a $5 million puppet, though. Yeah, but they still <laughs> are using CGI yeah, on it. Exactly. Not for every scene, but I know what you mean, like smoothing it out and the yes, texture. The movements, everything. Yeah. yeah. Because it looks good. I understand why you do it. You've but watched they, it? I've seen clips. Yeah. You still haven't done The oh Mandalorian? Dude, I tried to watch the first, like, was it? Wherever the first one that the baby Yoda's in, Sam was watching it. I'm confused what's happening. I missed this. What, what's happening? Uh, he's running from the yeah. bad guys. But why? How do you get off the boat? Oh, he has a bomb? I think. A bomb comes into play. No. He has something in his hand. They're chasing him. They were running. Look at Terrence Malick over here. Shafts of light. This, 
You know, no, he's right this, this and uh, Rocky are similar from a musical perspective. And then both of them, Rocky much more so, but both of them have really great iconic main themes. And then the rest of the score is like pretty bad. Mm. No, like, Rocky has two or three good main themes. Yeah, yeah. But most of the Bill Conti stuff, Bill Conti himself is like, I think one of the worst mainstream composers. Like almost everything he does is just garbage. I don't agree. I don't and think most it's of garbage. The, most it's of the Rocky stuff. of a time. The Rocky, really? like the regular cues, if you listen to the soundtrack album, is not interesting stuff. This That's is just, fair. This is just wallpaper. But then that theme comes on and you're like, Bill Conti, where did this come from? You're one moment of genius. Wouldn't a gun be easier than constantly improvising explosives? And It's like the Ewoks thing, right? Yeah. Why don't you tell it to MacGyver? It's, it's one totally. man against a small junta. Well, MacGyver, it was more of like a life philosophy. Wait, 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 till you see what, wait till you see the payoff here, okay? And then you tell me what's easier. Mm, looks a little suspicious. Feels like he wants us to go this way. Still on playing with the shutter speed there. I can't even see him. He's moving it's so like fast. A Long lens. Would that be a high shutter speed? Uh, yeah. Yes. That Wait a, a minute. Is it a nuclear bomb? What's go- it's, it's a, a claymore. Yeah, yeah, it's got a little uh, mushroom cloud. Jesus fuck. Wait a minute. Look what is going shit. on? This here? fucking rules. There's a shockwave that goes. Yup. It's a suitcase nuke. Not since Nagasaki. What is going on? This I, is insane. So I saw How this. How do bombs work? <laughs> what I, the uh, fuck was that? I it saw, created a tornado? I saw that it created its own, uh, <laughs> not ecosystem, which we're looking at, biome. Yeah. It was an implosion. So uh, I saw this opening weekend in the dome at Arclight, and that explosion, I remember, rattled my back teeth. You've been in LA this time. Uh, oh, yeah. I have a photo. I went with Darren opening weekend to see Rambo 4. Mm. We had a good time. Darren Quist? Darren Quist Sprouls. Mm. I don't think he took her name because he's a sexist pig, Darren. It's not fair. He's not here to respond. Yeah, please. Oh, I agree. Being sexist isn't fair to the ladies. Are you going to fire that 50 with one hand? Joey, this is what an ally looks like. (laughs) This is what an ally sounds like. Jesus. Making accusations against people who can't defend themselves. Oh, yes. Now this, Sean, there's a little something called foreshadowing. What? I just, okay. now, did you see the ordinance? Yeah. There? Do you know what that is? It's a big bada boom. It's an anti-aircraft Uh-oh. gun. Okay? Oh. Now I just want you guys to be aware of this anti-aircraft Thanks, gun. Thanks. We got it. Point at the sky at we the moment. We got it. We got it. You see where I'm going with this? Yeah. That's what that we means. See. So we're waiting for aircraft to be anti You'll see. Mm. That gun has a aircraft derangement syndrome. <laughs> that gun is so so anti aircraft. All it does is fire. What caliber bullet would it's that be? It's been thinking about impeaching aircraft for three- ever since they were on the <laughs> runway. Yeah, see, those are the AKs that the bad guys have. Fucking godless commies. Now AKs. We're, you like AKs. What are you talking AKs about? AKs are good. a better gun than what we had. So the AK. Oh my god! Oh yeah. Wow. I mean, like these are like mercenaries, though, so you can't really feel too bad for them. It's just very gory. The AK is a larger round, and it is it will do more damage, but it's less accurate at longer ranges. 
So it's a toss up. The More other, reliable. The other big thing, yeah, the reliability is that like the AK, you can kind of drop in mud and like it'll still fire. The AR is a little bit more temperamental, squad. but it's still a really reliable Yeah, but in gun. Southeast Asia, what's a better gun? Then? Look, Sean. Well, yeah, the AK, you can Sean, just hand to anyone and it works. Sean, this is a vision of Bernie's America. Yeah. And if you step out of line, you're in the firing squad. Tell me about it. It's fucking my cold, dead hands, man. Yeah, if you... Uh, if you uh, put a plastic straw on your Starbucks, Dude. right? Look at the shot. Monster. <laughs> Rack. Nice. Wow. Jaws. That's a great shot. Oh, oh my <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> he was not an aircraft. Oh, Jesus. The fuck fucking, yes. The. This Just to me the, is the highlight of the entire franchise. The guts dripping down the shield. Yeah. In front I know. Of the that was. Oh my God. Stallone shooting people with an anti-aircraft gun at point-blank range is everything a Rambo movie should be. Jesus. Spoiler alert, there's a moment in Last Blood when Rambo literally carves <laughs> out a man's heart, and it's less gruesome than anything in this movie. Uh, uh yeah. yeah. Everything in Last... Oh, my God. Wow. Uh. Hey Joey, you again. You probably know more about this than I do. Is it true that the the Benghazi people, the Americans who died in Benghazi, they were all like uh, m like mercenaries, like Blackwater people? That's what I understand. Because that was what's in the Michael Bay movie. Because I didn't know this. Yeah, and I saw the, the thirteen hours thing. I was like, wait a second. These were not soldiers. These were people making a lot of money. They're private soldiers. To basically stand guard. Basically, what I'm saying is they had a choice to be there. No, they were not well, no, there, no, there's no, no, no draft. No, 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 no. They, they, had a, they knew where they were going. That's their and job. they were being paid a lot more than soldiers. Mm. So For what I'm saying is my sympathy. That doesn't make you okay to kill this. them. No, no, no. But I'm saying you're, you're, the risk-reward thing is a lot more balanced than it is for the average soldier. Certainly. Yeah. And the considerations are a lot more... At least in the hands most of the Most of these guys are former soldiers. Yeah. I understand. Most mercenaries are former soldiers. That's unfortunately a big thing of like contention. You ever heard of Soldier of Fortune? Well, no. yeah. Uh, so it's just a belt fed 50, essentially. Um, yeah, but, exactly. It's not, I don't think it was wait, what did you just aircraft. Say? It's a belt fed 50 cap. Yeah. Oh, belt fed. Gotcha. Oh. Don't make, is, like, is, this, is this like when you, your dad takes off his belt when he's mad at you? Yep. Gonna, gonna whip you? He's gonna belt you. But he puts the belt in the anti-aircraft gun instead? Pretty much, yeah. Actually, I really hate guns in many ways, but the 50 cal is pretty cool because it <laughs> hasn't changed in like a hundred years. Well, yeah, because it's a fucking giant bullet that goes where you put it. I appreciate any engineering <laughs> that just lasts a hundred years. Pretty crazy. Oh my God. See the, Actually, it's like they have to have a checklist. This is what Jesus would have done. This is what Jesus did at the temple. Most oh. guns are like a hundred years, man. The fucking AR is like seventy years. Like, well, the, yeah. I guess I just. I mean, think those are the villagers now. Is that a lot of technology that we use that's from World War One still? That's what I mean. Like Look, most gun technology, Sean, it's the Mujahideen. So. It's interesting. Mm. Dedicated to the gallant people of Burma. Oh my God. You want him to use a gun? An He's using army. a fucking gun. Yeah, man. That's but what he, I'm saying. He, he saves it. Yeah. Now well, this, he, this is directing. This is storytelling. But he never goes in with a gun. This oh. is way better no. than anything in 1917. I'll tell you that. 
Yes, I believe. I find that very easy to believe. At least we care about him not dying here. Well, again, and then you build up to this moment. Yeah. And you have that great cut. Are you listening, Sam Mendez? You have a cut. <laughs> to another so angle. So you have a different angle, a different lens. Right now you have a long lens so you can rack focus to uh, Frankenstein Stallone behind the guy. And then he chops his head off with a machete. Yeah, man. Again, another cut to a wider shot. <laughs> Beautiful. You get a rhythm going. Oh, Stallone's going to be using that, right? Yeah, he's got to get his hands on some of that. Oh, no, just big bada boom. Oh, he just takes him out. Thanks for coming to the barbecue. Hi-oh. Oh. Wow. Ah, uh, wings him. Human. Just a flesh wound. Wow. Ooh. Another great oh. thing about his character is when he gets wounded, he's like an animal. <laughs> it only makes him angry. Yeah. The lip sticks poke out the further. <laughs> Don't poke the bear, Sean. That's all I do. This makes me Jesus. feel that it's like a N64 controller with a rumble pack. <laughs> you can feel it shaking in your hand. Pretty much. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Yep. That's how you do that. Some men spend years going to therapy, talking <laughs> on a couch. Other men get behind an anti-aircraft gun. I tell you, man, that's good therapy. It's fucking no cure what ails you. Got him. See? And in the end. And then a relatively quiet moment here with the, all we need. the main bad. Looks into his eyes. Oh my God. It's like a samurai move. Seboka. Seboka? Seppuku? Seppuku. Saki? Well, Seppuku, I think, is a suicide, right? Yeah, yeah. That yeah. same. It's the same. It's just, yeah, he's talking about ritually. You take your non consensual Seppuku, yeah. also known as murder. <laughs> <laughs> Most foul. Looks like he's wearing uh, some athletic wear, like some Under Armour. Mm. I, would, I would buy some Rambo 2008 branded athletic wear. Totally. I think it would like all be hemp and like really scratchy. Free the Burmese people. Fight for freedom. Live for nothing or die for something. Do you think bow hunting went up a lot after First Blood? Uh, yeah. yeah. Influence bow blood hunting? Not necessarily even bow hunting, but just bows in general. Um, there's you know a, the second one. Yeah. yeah. I don't think there's a... Does he even use a, a bow arrow in the first, first one? one. No, oh, no. Okay. Uh, there, there are a few movies that are credited with like some increased spikes in bow sales, and uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is definitely one, one hand. Are, oh, they, yeah, are yeah. four of them like Robin Hood movies? Uh, no, Prince they of always Thieves. hope, but they're not. Uh, Prince of Thieves might have. Look a at this bit. gesture right here. Cinema is all about gestures. You see this? <laughs> mm. uh, <laughs> this is like Passion of Joan of Arc. Hunger Games was one of the big recent ones, actually. He looks like the fucking. He looks like Venus de Milo with veins. <laughs> See that? The one hand draped over his shoulder. Mm. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yep. The this thinker. Is, this is like an Italian boss relief. It's great when white people hug. Wait, that's the movie? Is this the end? Wait, yeah, there's a great yeah. moment right here. That's it? He just killed everyone and that's yeah. it? Yeah. That's it. Welcome what else do you Rambo. want? <laughs> this is what a Rambo movie should be. He did his job. Well, they're alive, but they're traumatized. Well, you know. Now look at this. See? Separated. He can't be with the people. This is like, the. I mean, it all goes back to the searchers, right? Right. Mm. He's become this is, wild. It's the same idea. Yeah. So it's, uh, what's his face? John Wayne in the door, doorway. Uh-huh. Turning around. I get it. Walking with the wind. Gotta move on. 
Got got to ramble on. Yeah. He can save ramble them, on? but he can't live yeah. with them. This motherfucker looks like Prometheus, right? How long are they going to do this fucking shot of him panning? They're going to do long it enough. Do it again. Yeah, do it again. Uh, you know, Start cut, over. Cut. Uh, no, didn't do it right. The fifth See, time. I like this go because back. it's... Oh, my God. Go back. They're basically afraid of him. Yep. <laughs> well, I would be... I would be terrified. Yeah. Well, it's like when the uh, when the T-Rex comes and saves you from the Velociraptors. You, you know, you're, you're thankful, but fuck. Look, look at that there. face. It's like, hey, this is me. This is who I am. This is how I win. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna go over truck and Sorry about home. the mess. <laughs> I'm surprised actually that was his only injury. It was just a slight flesh wound to his shoulder. It's just like, a flesh wound. I thought it'd be more, I thought he'd be more in danger, honestly. Yeah, that's true. This is I think the only one where he doesn't have like a major or an injury that he's gotta like sew up or put back together. Yeah, he gets tortured gratuitously in the second one. Yeah. And the third one he gets the like the pole through his gut. Yeah, that he's got Oh, he's got a haircut. He looks awful yeah, with his hair. Really yeah. bad right now. In the first one, he does the the classic sew up. Our Rambo. That's Papa Rambo. Let's say Reagan Rambo. Roger. Ronnie Rambo. Ronnie Rambo. Oh, Ronbo. I didn't realize this ends. Yep. With the beginning. Of, what I said. So yeah. I saw this and I applauded. Yeah. I think they even used the fucking cheesy ballad from the first one, mm. "Long Road Home" or whatever it is. Let the me hear it. Stop talking over it. It's just score. There's nothing. Yeah. Oh, okay. well, this is the theme. This is a Jay gentle Rambo. version of the theme. He So he has, does have a theme, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, is this playing it? now. Yeah, wait for it to loop around. John, crank it. Okay. They can't hear it. Still pretty good. So this is the last, yeah. and of course, the credits play out as he walks all the way to the house, and so it, it fades to black just as he makes it to the homestead. Mm. And then he so he does his he does go Mexican home again, and then it turns and- out that his family is all dead, yeah. and they've given away the house to their Mexican maid, yeah. and now her family lives there, and but everyone's that- fine with it, everyone's happy about it, but this is not explicitly. There's no exposition. Yeah. <laughs> So we're not caught up as an audience member about what has changed at the Rambo homestead. We see this, and the next movie, 11 years later, there's like a 17-year-old Latina girl living in his house that he seems like he's kind of the father to, but not really. If you had just played NBA 2K17, you would know the middle story about what happens. (laughs) If you just watched Jimmy Fallon on one particular (laughs) night, you would have gotten the backstory. (laughs) Just do a montage or a voiceover. It seems so easy to explain that. I told it to you in 10 seconds. Yeah. Yep. No, there's li- there's a good 20 minutes of confusion of that movie because they don't take two seconds to tell you who the fuck these totally. people are. All right. So thoughts, Joey? Um, Not bad. I mean, honestly, if you're just looking objectively, some of the best action and gore, if you're into that stuff. like It's It's bloody as fuck, It's maybe the most violent movie I've ever seen. This is Starship Troopers level, man. This is like fucking... But this is not a satire. Exactly. This is is a a political commentary. So was Starship Troopers, but... It was, but that was... uh, Starship Troopers was killing bugs, not women and children. But that was satirizing fascist propaganda. Yeah, yeah. Right. This is commenting on genocide essentially uh, yeah which i mean like and basically it's commenting on 
I, I think, uh, U.S. impotency in the face of actual genocide. Yeah. Because Rambo 1 and 2 is sort of like, you know, the proto-Trump uh, white male grievance tour mm. of we were done wrong by the army, we were done wrong by the government, and we mm. were done wrong by the Vietnamese, and now we're going to get what's ours, and we're going to get... Um, we were done wrong by everyone. We were we done wrong. Out. We're going to get what's coming to us and we're going to get restitution. Yeah. And it's this uh, revenge against all the, the various Society. social forces that have wronged you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's sort of like, that's why two is so popular, I think, because people on the left and right and middle all could kind of find the, whatever enemy they wanted in the movie. Well, yeah. And that's, I mean, again, I said it already, but two is right in the middle of that huge Reagan propaganda Hollywood tie thing. So we had a shitload of movies in the mid eighties that were all funded by the American government in order to, you know, bolster our love of the, you know, uh, the military and especially coming out of the seventies, all of these people, like the first Rambo, you know, people our age and younger don't really realize how kind of dis despised the actual soldiers were when you know, they came back. It's funny you say that. So again, this is talked about a lot in the, yeah, the yeah. Jay Hoberman book. So there's the whole spitting thing, right? Mm-hmm. So someone published a whole book about this, about how that's essentially 99% a myth. Uh-huh. So it's called the spitting image. And it's about how this has been propagated since the eighties or seventies, uh-huh. that there is this myth that soldiers came back and people spit on them and hated them and threw garbage at them and all sorts of stuff. And obviously they're, were anti-war protesters like one Instagram that and blew people up who said, oh, you're baby killers or whatever. Like those people did exist, but the spitting thing specifically, from what I understand, it was not a real thing. Mm. It's a legend that mm. became real through repetition. Gotcha. And the extent to which there were anti-soldier sentiment in America has been greatly exaggerated. Right on. And after Vietnam, someone wrote a different book about how this was basically the roots of modern white supremacy in America <laughs> and all these people came back and basically joined paramilitary groups or offshoots of not the clan, but offshoots yeah, of yeah. that Stormfront and that kind of stuff. These people who basically said, we accept you. We'll take care of you. We understand you, you know, soldiers who came back and felt like they had been done wrong by politi- mm-hmm. again, politicians, government, blah, blah. And they felt that they were being persecuted and they felt misunderstood and they felt whether rightly or wrongly, they felt like the public <clears throat> public was against them and they were funneled into these, far right paramilitary groups, which continues to this day, but it really started in the wake of Vietnam mm. and in the perception among veterans about how they were treated. That makes sense. Um, and there's a line at the end of Rambo two, which is again, very corny, but sort of politically astute, I think where he's won the day and he comes back and he's, you know, told the, the bureaucrats what's what, and his buddy Trotman is like, what do you want, John? And John Rambo turns to him and says, I just want my country to love me as much as I love it. <laughs> and then he literally walks away into the wind. Mm-hmm. And the last 20, 30 minutes of Rambo 2, it's not the greatest filmmaking in the world. It's good. It's solid action filmmaking. But it is A plus uh bar none, perfectly executed political wish fulfillment. Mm. Like I've never seen a better uh, dramatization of that sort of political fantasy where you go back to Vietnam. There's the shot where Rambo is, he's 
he's found the POW and they're in the rice paddies and there's a, a helicopter that's supposed to be coming to rescue them. And just then the guy in Washington calls the pilot and says, pull out, pull out, don't rescue him because the, the mission wasn't supposed to succeed. Yeah. Remember, it was supposed to go and fail and they could write it off and say, well, we tried. So he goes, oh, you can't pick him up. We can't actually rescue these people. It'll be a political you know, firestorm. So there's a slow motion shot of Rambo with a wounded refugee or with a wounded POW waving to the waving to the helicopter saying, don't leave, don't leave as a helicopter. You know, like those famous shots mm-hmm. of them leaving Saigon helicopter pulls away. And then you have in slow motion, all the Viet Cong converging on him. Mm-hmm. And that to me is just, you know, a certain political mindset of like, that's what happened. Yeah. yeah. We abandoned them. Mm-hmm. Not that, you know, we were. Uh, illegally bombing them and using Agent Orange and burning villages and and raping people and slaughtering people. None of that happened. It was just the soldiers were abandoned by the their leaders, their military leaders, their political leaders. And there's this belief, even now, again, this was a one of the many Trump things of like, we got to play dirty. We're going to let our soldiers fight dirty. They get handcuffed by the rules of engagement. Right. Mm-hmm. And if we just let them fight, then they'd win. We don't let them win. It reminds me of the famous stab in the back myth after World War One, uh, when basically the generals blamed politicians. And as the you know, the soldiers were, were did their job, did the exactly job, and it's really the politicians who stabbed them in the back. And all these guys basically went on to become Nazis. They joined like the Fry Corps uh-huh. or the early brown mm-hmm. shirts. Sure. It's very similar. So always scapegoating. Yeah. Yeah. And then so after that moment, Rambo gets tortured and then escapes, rescues the the POWs. This is another one of those, like the spitting image thing. This is another one of those myths that a lot of people in the 80s, including Clint Eastwood and Ronald Reagan, believed that there were thousands of unacknowledged POWs Mm. in camps in Vietnam, which was not true. Mm. But there was a belief that there were thousands, possibly tens of thousands that the government refused to acknowledge and Clint Eastwood even funded, put up money for a military operation for mercenaries to go in to like Cambodia or Laos or something and do basically what Rambo 2 is. Wow. And I think one of the guys involved with that got in touch with Stallone through Reagan. And then this was like birthed Ra- uh, Rambo 2. Oh, wow. But that mission basically is the same thing as Rambo 2. And then they rescue the POWs and just that shot of them flying home in the in the helicopter I mean, this is like pure fantasy. This is like a a right wing dream. You know, we go in there, we beat the Vietnamese, we rescue our boys, we bring them home, and we make everything right again. It's a fairy tale. I think it's similar to the way they do the uh, the, the missionaries in this movie. They uh, sort. Of, I mean, this is again, it's not realistic, but compared to Rambo Two, which is basically like a an Arthurian legend for seventies <laughs> America. Um, because that's what King Arthur is all about, yeah. right? So King Arthur comes, there's a golden age, then he falls asleep and the idea, or he's wounded, goes to sleep, and the idea is he will return and set everything right again. Mm-hmm. So that's essentially what Rambo 2 is. King Arthur comes back and he sets things right, he wins the war, and he uh, he writes the wrongs of the past. He's the boy who would be king. Uh, and the fourth one here is sort of a much more clear-eyed appraisal of the world where America's not going to come in. America's not going to save the day. It's basically one man in there who can maybe save this one group of missionaries. But in the end, it's not really going to make a difference. And that's the education of Sylvester Stallone. (laughs) Well, what about the—I think the missionaries are interesting in this movie because it's clear that they are— 
doing absolutely no wrong. They are doing- well. They're presented as hopelessly naive, right? Yeah. But they are. Well, I don't know about that completely. They're they naive. The question is, but do they, you, but do you they think are, they're presented as being well, uh, well being righteous? Yes, I do. Okay, Sean, do you agree? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. They're, I mean, they're you're supposed to sympathize with them, and they're not supposed. You're supposed. To. Yeah, it's white peril, right? yeah. or yellow well, peril. It's, it's the, white, the white people are it's, imperiled by yellow people. Right, right. right. But, but their their intent is white saviorism, which is. Well, yes, that is a good thing in this. They're context. going to try and save the the Asians from right, their right. heathen ways. Yeah, yeah. Now, my question—that's what they believe. Right. Now, the the Rambo character clearly doesn't buy any of this. Mm-hmm. The question I have to you is: Do you think the Stallone, the director, what side is he on? Um. Honestly, I I think they were a vehicle to get him into the genocide more so than it was than I I honestly from this movie I don't think Stallone has an opinion on uh, crusaders or missionaries. Um, I'd agree with that. He's never had a religious. Yeah, I don't know enough about him necessarily, but I know that he's he's portraying them as completely angelic, you know? Well, he's portraying them as vulnerable. Yeah. I think he portrays them basically as children. Yeah. As naive Um, with no ill intentions. Fair enough. But but I think that they are just simply a vehicle for him to rescue. Yeah. There is that moment at the end where I feel like he sort of tips his hand where the, the guy that I called Robert Duvall missionary Mm -hmm. Christian guy, he gets a rock and he beats the guy to death. And the idea I feel like the movie is saying this is justified because look what he went through. And this is basically what, when you become a man in the world and when you are, are wise and when you see the world for what it is, you basically oh, will he, have to defend yourself. Right. Pa- pacifism is a right. childish kind exactly. of idea. Exactly. And pacifism, Naive. it's uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's a fine thing. It's a noble thing, but it's not how the world really works. And if you really want to protect yourself, sometimes you must kill those who want to kill you. Oh, sure. That's always should. been a Rambo fucking... Well, that's not a Christian belief, is what I'm saying. But, it is. but, but what's interesting? No, not really. But what's interesting? He's saying you got to get Christian. Your- well, the the Christian faith, the earliest practitioners were all martyrs. They they were not fight. The whole idea was they were willing to die for their faith, not kill for their faith. I that's part of it, but they were no. Still, that is it. I mean, they were they were certainly not against defending themselves, though. But they okay. If you compare them with other people in the first second century, they were militant Jews in the Middle East mm-hmm. and militant Arabs who were fighting revolutions right, for right. their freedom. Christians were not, they didn't think of themselves that way. Until the Crusades. Well, That's again, a, they a were, thousand years later. they were Christians. That was more of, you know, well, yeah, well, Crusades yeah. were like the 1300s. Well, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, 1000. Oh, I thought that was like. 1100. Okay. So again, this was more, this was more of a Western Eastern clash. Mm. And yes, they were Christian, but it was more, they were white and Western and the people, quote, occupying the Holy Land, who were native to the <laughs> area. the people that live there? Yes, were <laughs> Arabs and, you know, Jewish. And they were people who didn't look like Europeans. Mm. So Christianity basically, for various political and social reasons, migrated towards Rome and towards Europe. And, I mean, obviously, there's still Christians in the Middle East. But it took root west of its birthplace. And so the Crusades... I mean, it's technically about religion, but it's really about culture. Mm. And this was after this. This could only have happened after the Roman Empire became the Holy Roman Empire. Joey, am I wrong? Ooh, you son of a bitch! Uh, no, you're not quite wrong, actually. Um, there lost. Are there stains on here? No, don't worry about it. Okay. Just remember to text before calling. 
sure to check out all the shows in the Fallcast Network. We've got Going Down on South Park, Pilot Tinkering, Text Before Calling, Literally Literary, and our newest edition, Celluloid Breakdown. Uh, go over to the Patreon at patreon.com slash Fallcast. Please feel free to donate generously. And uh, feel free to contact us on the Twitters at Text Before Calling and uh, at uh, J-O-E-B-O-N-I-E-R and at Eric the Wheeler. And uh, yeah, that's 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 about it. Later.